0: You're listening to Java with Jen with your host, Jenilee Samuel. Hey guys, hey, it's Jen, and I'm back with you for episode three. No, actually, episode 20-something or other, but part three on modesty, hot and holy. And this is the episode that I've had people asking for and I've been excited about, which is the guy's perspective. So I have a very brave soul with me, <laughs> Anthony. Welcome, Anthony.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: You are welcome. And uh, and I'm very excited to hear your thoughts. We've already been talking a little bit. Um, but we wanted to jump into this episode, which I thought would be important because A, women are frequently told that modesty and dressing modesty is important for the sake of the guys, and yet it's a topic we rarely hear the guys talk to and speak to, mostly because they probably are a little scared for their lives. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um anyway, so that's why I wanted to have Anthony on. He had some really great feedback on the Facebook post I had made. Don't mind the dump truck as it leaves. Um, And really, when I shared on Facebook and I asked the guys to share their thoughts on this topic, I was actually super encouraged by the wisdom Mm
2: -hmm. and Mm
0: -hmm. the, like, balanced groundedness that I heard from the men. And maybe it was just the guys who were brave enough to speak up. They had that balanced (laughs) perspective. But I feel like there was so much grace in their voice that as a woman, I never heard because I always heard such a Mm fear-based voice to the topic of modesty. So I was like, you know what? We need to pull the guys out of the closet and let them talk to this. So Anthony, Anthony's here now. Let this just speak for the episode. Anthony does not speak for all men. Nope. He speaks for himself, um, but he, he agreed it'd be a good idea to differentiate when it's his thoughts versus something that maybe is common across the board, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, so anyway, so Anthony, um, we're going to jump into some of the comments that the guys left on here, but you listened to the first and or second episode? Yes, yes. Okay, did you have any thoughts about the first or second episode in relation to modesty you shared a little bit about the fashion Mm -hmm. but as far as modesty like was there anything that jumped at you that you'd want to share with the listeners
1: oh um I would say I don't know I I think I loved I just loved how you in the all of the episodes how you uh tied it all back to Jesus. Uh-huh. You, when you When you said God was the first fashion designer, mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I've never thought about it like that. <laughs> and I think it just put um, with modesty and fashion kind of at ease because it's like it is something that, it's not something that I have to walk around, but I can walk through with mm-hmm. the Lord. Yeah. And I think just hearing your perspective on modesty and fashion uh, and tying it all back to God kind of, I don't know, put myself at peace with like a little bit. I was like, okay, this is, this is good. This is, so it, it was, it was awesome. I loved it.
0: That's so great. Now I feel like whenever modesty is brought up, <clears throat> typically it's brought up with this immediate connotation towards women. Mm-hmm. Is modesty really even a topic among the guys ever or a consideration when you're
2: getting dressed? Yeah. That I like?
1: you know, that's something that I've I've thought about too. Then this is just for me personally. Like growing up, we uh like we would um i remember one specific time we were all out at the church playing football we were we were it was the youth day and we were all playing football and one of the guys took his shirts off it was hot it was in the middle of the summer and my dad was like hey put your shirt back on there's women out here Mm -hmm. uh and he was like oh okay and he did it and that's kind of how we were raised like don't you know like walk around with your shirts off, you know, you know, it's kind of like the reverse, don't make your sister stumble type thing. Yeah. But uh, other than that, I think, uh, yeah, that's kind of been the, 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 um, extent of the modesty talk. I would say, you know, you have to be, uh, I don't know, uh, be careful about what kind of pants you wear and things like that. Um, but, Yes, I think the, the modesty talk for guys don't really go into, I, I don't think, as great a detail as it does for the women. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I've heard my pastor, my previous pastor, talk about that. He's like, ladies, I know you really carry the brunt of the weight of modesty, mm-hmm. and I hate that for you, but it's just something we got to work with, and which I appreciated his compassion. Yeah. on that and i remember even times when it, when there's been dress codes around like skinny jeans and how ladies you got to cover all the things and mm-hmm. wear shirts that are long enough but i'm like uh, we live in a culture now where guys wear skinny jeans yeah, too and, and like you
1: have to be careful too yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'll just leave it at that i, I know <laughs> we'll just leave
0: it at that like okay guys but uh anyways but it just made or, me it made me aware of the in, the differences yeah. there
1: sweatpants too you can't just walk around you have to make sure your sweatpants are yes anyway you have to make sure they are in they are loose enough or at least you know anyway just yeah. there are certain times where modesty does come up with guys but not yeah. I don't think as not as like much women. as for women yeah
0: now it's interesting to me because just looking at kind of pan back and look at how the enemy works in people's lives whenever god gives a good thing a gift mm-hmm. the enemy will try to spoil it and try yes. to taint it try to add shame to it right Women, I would say we can probably agree that when it comes to beauty, we think of women because God has really endowed men with strength Mm -hmm. and protection. Yes, men are attractive, but like when you think of beauty, that's more attributed to the female, right? Because that was something that I think comes with being a woman is just the power of beauty. And I think it's interesting how given that the enemy has tried to come in and attach shame or attach... um, of like, hey, you need to hide or whatever. Tried to spoil it, pervert it, twist it, whatever. And so, I just think that's, I just think that's interesting. Actually, I didn't really have anything more to say about that. It was kind of interesting.
1: He tries to spoil all good things.
0: (laughs) He really does. Yeah, he really does. Okay, so um you are a father of a little girl. Yes. And I realized that as a dad, I don't know if you'd had to think about it before I asked you, but you're gonna have to address modesty and raise your daughter in some kind of a culture of whatever you feel is appropriate yes. for dress and uh what had you come to
1: about that so i i think i had thought about it before you asked but in i just realized in different ways because like i think i look at sports and i'm like yo if, if grace wanted to do gymnastics I would be so amazed at the way she would be able to flip and jump and all of that, but I'm like, I don't know if I want her to wear what is normally worn in gymnastics, because you can see, like, you can very well see... All the things. All the things, and it's like, well, I'm like... Because this is cool. This is amazing. I've always wanted to do a backflip myself. So to live vicariously through her, I'm like, <laughs> that would be dope. And thinking about, like, gold Because I'm a sports guy. And I'm like, gold medals. and Or if she wanted to be a cheerleader. or mm-hmm. I'm like, all of those things are cool. And I'm like, but would I allow her to do it? Or, like, even, like, I've seen people, uh, like, you're going to be a cheerleader. You know, my parents don't want me to wear those. Short, short skirts. So I have to wear pants, or I have to, uh, like, some people are like, I don't believe in pants, so I gotta wear a skirt when I'm in my band marching uniform. Right. It's just like those things where it's like, do I really? Am I gonna do that for Grace? Am I gonna make her do those things if she wants to be included? Um,
0: How do you come so to an answer on that? I have
1: not come to an answer on that. <laughs> I, I really don't want to. I want her to go in and dominate, but at the same time, I want to protect her. Yeah. Uh, especially with like things like gymnastics and stuff at a young age, um, mm-hmm. you know, just protection. And I'm like, man, yeah. So it would be I don't know what we I I I whatever we want to whatever me and Lily communicate. Lily's my wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever me and Lily communicate. I want to communicate the heart behind it, the heart behind modesty, the heart, because I want her to walk away, even if she kind of like rebels, you know, after she leaves and, you know, whatever. I want her to always know the heart behind what we were saying and not um, just a bunch of rules, rules, rules. Yeah. So.
0: I love that. You know, I have a friend, actually, the one I was talking about earlier, Jen, she actually recorded with me on the uh, homeschooling episode. So if you guys are listening and you're homeschooling this fall, thank you, COVID, go (laughs) listen to that episode. But Jen has a few girls, three girls, and she was talking about how she really hated the message that women have been sent of like, hey, cover up because you need to dress because of your brothers. Like dress Mm -hmm. so you don't make them stumble. Because she said on the flip side, if, if my daughter feels like she needs to cover up because of the boys then what if she wants to get a boy's attention then she's been programmed to dress Mm-mm. for the boys yeah and she's like i program my daughters to dress for the lord and in a way that's going to please the lord or to dress in a way that communicates the Come dignity and on. respect she has for herself and i was like you know what i hadn't thought about how there's a flip side to that coin
1: and and we see it like you you watch movies pop culture is like the daughter wears one thing leaving the house but when she gets in the car with her friends she changes so when she gets to school and it's and it's that thought of like if i want to if i want a boyfriend if i'm dressing like this to not get a boy's attention then i've got to dress like this to get his attention right yeah right i never thought about that but yeah it's the thought yeah
0: there you go (laughs) okay so let's go into some of these messages okay that were shared on facebook Okay, so y'all, these are some of the feedback from guys. This is from Daniel, and the question that I asked was, um, I said, men, I polled the ladies, and they'd like to hear your thoughts too. I'm doing an episode on modesty and godliness, but men rarely speak to this. Any brave men want to chime in. And so this is what Daniel said. He said, well, this may seem like a contradiction, but it depends on, modesty depends on culture, country of origin, region of the world, and time period of history. Modesty of today would be the potential pornography of a hundred years ago. He said, I know that's a drastic oversimplification, but it makes the point. A t-shirt and shorts may be considered modest or appropriate in this country and culture is, but it's scandal in another. I know that a simple corrective daily makeup on a young lady in America as a, wait, in America, but is a marking that she's a woman of ill repute in certain Central American countries. And he goes, trust me, I know this, I had a machete pulled on me once while I was discussing the topic. Oh. So I guess wearing any makeup in some countries is considered like your street walker kind of deal.
2: Gotcha.
0: Um, He said, with that foundation, I believe it's a blend of heart and common sense. I love that because it's so true. Guys are generally highly visual, so individuals should dress appropriate for the situation and their body type, which I thought was such an insightful comment right for, there for yeah
1: for their for body a guy. type
0: yeah <laughs> yeah um, he said one style may look completely appropriate on their body type and not appropriate on someone else. <clears throat> a long torso or legs makes a pair of shorts look scandalous. Even though they're the same garment, shall I go on, or is that enough? Um, <laughs> oh, he had costume design in college, so that's ah, how he had so. It- that's okay. how he had insight on this. Okay. I was like, but that's true. Like, if you yep. put a, the same romper on me as you put on a girl who's five foot, well, I just am leggy, and so like it looks very inappropriate on me. I cannot like even normal dresses that most girls can wear. I wear them as shirts because they're just way too short on me because I'm yeah, tall. Gotcha,
1: gotcha. And
0: so, but I loved what he said. Do you have any thoughts?
1: Yeah, I think he's I think he's spot on. I think, um, yeah, different what is what is highlighted here in America is not highlighted in other places. Mm-hmm. Uh and so I, I think yeah, I think he's spot on with a t shirt and shorts, something that we just go to the store in, hang mm-hmm. out, go to a movie or whatever, is like scandalous in a different country. Uh and that's and that's crazy to think about. So it's like, well, if modesty is different in different places is there an underlying truth right. to modesty or is it just depends on where you are? You know, right. like, right. so I think what he said was, was, uh, was great. Body type, I never would have uh, even thought about it. Uh, I always think about comfortability, though, with clothes in general. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I see people, I'm like, why? It doesn't even look comfortable. Why? Are you, why? But that's just me. That's just my right? personality. But yeah, that costume design, I think that he took in college... Uh gave him Yeah, yeah gave him some really good insights
0: yeah okay so here's one that um a gentleman named William Williams said and there's some real wisdom buried in this one as well he said we live in an over-sexualized world most everything is geared to grab a man's eye if you can grab his eye you can grab his mind and grabbing a man's mind is not what a woman needs she needs to grab his heart just take a minute <laughs> that's so good. And it resonates with something the Lord spoke to me. I'll say it in a second. I might have put it in the other episodes. Anyways, he said, Same goes with a man towards a woman. Now, once you grab his heart, then the natural flow of every physical reaction takes place. But we must all be careful that we don't sell ourselves short, or wait, that we don't sell ourselves sexually with our looks and expect to connect spiritually with our hearts. Nothing wrong with looking nice and dressing nice, but would you rather attract him with who you truly are or try and attract him by his eyes? Lust does not equal love let's start with the heart yeah that's so much wisdom buried in one comment like right yeah
1: yeah yeah. i was
0: like it resonates with something the lord i don't know did i put this in my other episode about the cheerleaders
2: maybe not not for sure
0: okay so when i was in college i went with a bunch of um leaders that i was in a group with and we went to the houston rockets game and we were, when I was in college, it was a Bible school. So mm-hmm. it was very like, you don't wear spaghetti straps. You don't, your shorts are this long, you know, it was a very modest environment. So when you go and you see the cheerleaders, it's kind of like, kind of sticker shock, yeah. you know, like what, I'm not used to this. And so, but I'm watching them and, um, and inside of myself, there's that conflict of like, oh, this is entertaining. This is fascinating to watch. Mm-hmm. But then there's my spirit that's like but this really isn't very modest, you know, and this Mm -hmm. isn't really very, like, godly, and the guys are, the guys were looking at the floor, (laughs) you know, so I was like, okay, so I just was asking the Lord, I was like, Lord, what is it about that, that, um," I said, if it's appealing, it's pretty, it's attractive, but it's not quite right, so I was like, what is it that makes it not quite right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and the Lord spoke to my heart and he said, he said, gently, he said, a woman's, um, what is it, it was so long ago? He said something like a woman's immodesty may attract a man's attention, but it won't attract his affection mm. or his, uh, his affections. I feel like he... But sp- basically what this guy is saying. Yeah, not won't, yeah. won't, uh, won't draw his heart. Right, right, right. And so I was like, huh. And it just kind of, again, it was the Lord reiterating, like, just because you can get um, a physical response or a surface-level response yeah. from a person doesn't mean you're getting the real response you would want mm-hmm. from the core. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes perfect sense. And so um, I just feel like what he was saying here about... We're in an oversexualized world and everything is geared to grab a man's eye. And honestly, women I've heard so many women say, Hey, we're not exempt from that. Things are geared to grab our eyes too. Like Yes. Ugh.
1: One thing that continues to frustrate me, and it will to the end of the world, I think. <laughs> cologne commercials.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm like,
1: what in the heck is going on in this commercial? It's like a guy he's shirtless and he's on the beach and now he's in the middle of the ocean and now he's coming out of the water and it's like he's shirtless again and it's like oh buy our cologne it's like i don't know what it smells like i don't know even how to pronounce it how what is what is it but if you grab the attention of the woman and it's like yo my man should buy this cologne or then the man's going to buy cuz he's like I want to make my woman happy or or even if the man is like you know they'll put a woman in the commercial and she'll pretend like he smells so good mm-hmm. it's like I want to be everything that man is and so they'll yeah. they'll they're like I need to buy that cologne and it's like oh. cologne commercials Frustrate me, yes, because they don't make sense. No, nope. at all. I was yeah.
0: literally thinking that the other day. I saw oh. all kinds of like perfume ads and stuff. I was like, why are they always so sexualized? It does just because I want to so smell good doesn't mean I want someone to want me. You
1: know, like I just, I just want don't want to offend somebody when I stand close to them.
0: I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Oh man. Um, okay, so William, that was great feedback. Okay, here was yours, Anthony. So we'll let you share it.
1: Uh, okay. About the,
0: the thief and the and the um the.
1: Art, yeah, I'll paraphrase it, I guess, because I don't know. Oh Well, I, you know what, Lily you edited it for me, oh, so did. it's gonna make sense. Lily's
0: get <laughs> Lily's over here listening to us and taking behind the scenes pictures and being such a wonderfully supportive wife. And I really wanted to have her in this episode too, but so she's gonna chime in at the end. But um, we'll have an episode just for you one day, Lily.
1: I. It's funny, my post on Facebook. I always, I always get my thoughts out. Uh huh. And then I take it to Lily and say, could you just make this make sense? <laughs> and so, <laughs> see, I, I love it. It says, uh, well, I've done some thinking on this, uh, I, me, uh, but I am always torn. On the one hand, artists don't stop painting beautiful things because they are, because there are art thieves in the world. On the other hand, there are security measures put in place to make sure thieves cannot just walk up and take it. Mm-hmm. God is not going to stop making women beautiful, men are going to have to deal with what's in their hearts. Yeah. Like someone said earlier uh, in the different uh, comments earlier, he said, um, in the different culture, cultures, modesty look different. Honestly, no matter what a woman is wearing, a man can lust because it's about desire.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but could women like the art museum put up protection so thieves don't come? Sure. I guess what I'm trying to say is the line between the rules and heart are close, but the notion that they are solely responsible for the man, uh, for men lusting isn't true. Mm-hmm. I and then I said I was excited to hear. you uh, said, "Yeah." <laughs> so I, I think for me, that's the kind of line because I look at this. So Lily and I just had a baby. With having a baby, you have doctors' appointments. Mm. We had a male doctor. All right. <laughs> and, was that uh, a thing
0: for you for a second?
1: Well, it's it wasn't a thing for me. I guess I just was like, he's a doctor. I did find comfort that there was a woman nurse in there too. Yeah. So I was like, if there's a, if I'm ever not able to make it, you know, Lily, he's, you know, it's no questions. Yeah. He, there's a woman nurse. She was real cool. It was awesome. But I just was like, if this shouldn't be okay if it's just about looks right Right. it's like how do you have a man doctor see parts
0: that are not not normally seen they're not normally
1: seen how does he do his job like are all doctors sinful no right you know so like what is it like we have a friend who's a nurse and she talks about like all the people the that she has to take care of and it's like yes she has to wipes and butts sometimes mm-hmm. you know some of those are men and mm-hmm. it's like you see all the stuff like is she and lust like so lust has to be much more than just looking right, right. and it, it's about desire uh what's that uh, uh verse in oh where it's like you oh. led away by your desires yes temptation by, uh, oh,
0: oh dang what is it
1: man i can't remember uh anyway but just just i i think about this this is kind of a off, but it's gonna lead into something. I I lived in an apartment complex with some with some guys that I didn't know, and uh, one of my friends, he uh, one of the guys, they became my friends. Uh, he would throw parties, and one time I remember it so specific. One of his friends came in with a cooler, like a side lunch bag of full of cello shots, and he just throwing them around, throwing them around, and I just was like, oh, that's cool, <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. But I was never tempted to like drink any of those because alcohol is not a thing for me like Uh never had been never I don't think I'll ever be tempted to drink one because I don't think it smells good (laughs) two people say it's an acquired taste and in my brain why do you have to acquire a taste for something that's so expensive yeah anyway (laughs) but, but the guy one of his guy friends he was sitting beside me on the couch he was like Yo, you drink with me And I was like, no, nah, I'm good And he was like, drink with me He was kind of getting upset like, I was like, no, I'm fine And my roommate stopped him And he was like, yo, he doesn't drink Leave him alone And <laughs> it was just kind of cool But I just I There was no temptation there for uh-huh. me um, But something that Like a woman that I'm attracted to Is like, whoa uh, Okay, I need to What do I do? What do I do? Because it's desire And it's like What is What is the desire there? For a long time mm-hmm. For me I didn't I went we started dating when I was twenty three, maybe twenty four, twenty four, something like that. I went twenty three, twenty four years without a girlfriend. Oh so wow! So when I saw a woman, she was always she was beautiful, and I was like, "Can I, um, like, can we be boyfriend and girlfriend?" Like that was she was attractive. She was attractive to me. I wanted to see if we could be in a relationship. Uh-huh. Never really worked out. But when I got married, I was mm-hmm. like, "What is the point in finding a woman attractive now?" Because the point for me was
0: to find someone to
1: find someone now Mm -hmm. it's like so I had to struggle with what's the desire in my heart Mm. what is the and it and it's like a woman Mm. can be wearing sweatpants and a big oversized t-shirt but if she's attractive to me it's the most attractive thing she's wearing you Mm -hmm. know what I mean yeah and so but if she's not attractive she to me not like in general but just like to me personally Mm -hmm. if I don't find her attractive she can be in a bikini and I'm just like, oh, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> so, like the jello shots. Just no, like the jello shots. Yeah. Oh, okay, You know, so uh-huh. and I and I hope that's not offensive. Like, it's just.
0: No, I understand what you're saying. OK, OK, say. okay.
1: yeah. So I think that's kind of my thought process. You can't solely be responsible for uh-huh. the lust in a man's heart um, because it's about I feel like lust is about desiring. What are uh-huh. you desiring that is unholy too it's not just desire because we Uh desire great things sometimes so it's the jesus said i've lusted to have this this moment with you guys when at the last supper with his disciples right Jesus in sin you know and so yeah. that's that's kind of my thought I could talk all day about no that.
0: it's okay I like what you said and I have like we have like three directions we could go with it so like there's the one that you and Lily and maybe Lily we could have you come in for this part of the conversation in a second hold on we'll pull it in third Um, about you know now that you're married and you have a wife and so your eyes have someone you can feast on as far as beauty and attractiveness right. what's the point of like If you see someone who is attractive, like, what's are you allowed to see beauty? Is there a point in seeing beauty? Uh Why is beauty even there anymore? You still have eyeballs. It's still a pro. You know what I mean? God,
1: why don't people become unattractive when I get married? Exactly.
0: What are you doing? Okay, so so we'll we'll (laughs) pause on that. Lily, you can come in on that part of the conversation in a second. Um, That takes me to another point. Oh, crap. They're all all disappearing now. Um, Well, we'll go with that one because that's staying forefront. And I can't remember what my other two thoughts were. Um. Okay, so yeah, so Lily and Anthony were here. Come on this side, and we'll probably hear your voice better. Um, so Lily and Anthony were talking about like, what is the point of beauty, um, if not to appreciate it, right? Because beauty is basically it's all visually appreciated. Mm-hmm. A sunset, a woman, a car, uh, nature, anything. It's all mm-hmm. just visually appreciated. And once you get married, it's not like your eyes stop seeing beauty just because yeah. now you have the most beautiful one next to you. Yeah, you do. Well, Come on. <laughs> but you do recognize, too, like your heart is satisfied and that you have that, but mm-hmm. it's not like your brain stops working. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So what have you guys discussed between the two of you? What's the point of beauty and is it lust and where's the line? And
2: that's a you deep me
1: to go. question. Sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so for me, I, I'm really into fitness. And uh, that doesn't mean I'm super ripped, so just uh, if you see my picture somewhere, don't think. No, anyway, <laughs> I just, but I just, I, I'm i super into fitness and I like it, but with fitness, there is a lot of uh, half-dressed people because yes. you have to let people know mm-hmm. what you're signing up. If, if I, if I am like, hey, come take my fitness class but I don't look very fit, mm-hmm. then people are not going to sign up. But if you show them that you're fit, people are going to be like, yeah. Sure. So that's kind of the fitness thing. And so.
0: And I think if your clothing is too big, it becomes a hazard.
1: I think yeah, that's part is. of why
0: they wear tight clothing. Because uh-huh. you can get hung up on a string or a hem or a you go.
2: loose yeah. whatever and becomes a hazard. And uh-huh. the gyms, they have the rule. Like, you can't wear loose clothing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I think going to the gym, and this has been, oh, man, I got to stay focused. Going to the gym has been uh been interesting because it's like when I see someone who's attractive in clothes that are pretty tight that show everything, where it's like, Well then what what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to run on the treadmill? With my head turned, like what is what is going on? And I just am like, Lord, I, I had the real conversation with the Lord of like, Lord, you gotta help me because I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But I think you're calling me to different parts of the fitness industry so what you got to help me like yeah, what's going on build a function here yeah mm-hmm. and then I talked to Lily I had a real conversation with Lily like Lily what do we do and I think for me personally
0: that's good I like that you pulled her into that conversation because mm-hmm. it is something that yes. she has a thought on now
1: and and she and I think mm-hmm. for a while I'm like how do women go to the beach and look at guys with their shirts off and be perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Like that—that was a mental thing, or like she could see uh, the Rock mm-hmm. in a in 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 TV in, in the a TV, movie, yeah. in a t- movie, and it's like, it oh,
2: terrifies me actually. <laughs> so <laughs> but like, sent one person to find attractive for me it was not attractive <laughs> in the Rock. It's mm-hmm. very intimidating.
1: Uh, but I'm like, I'm like, what, what, what well, how in the world do you do it? And she she expressed like. You can find something beautiful mm-hmm. um, and appreciate that, and not want it. And I mm-hmm. think that kind of made me help helped me understood, help me understand mm-hmm. what lust was. It's not the attraction; mm-hmm. it's the what do I want that mm-hmm. is not holy yeah. or not God like.
2: That's good.
1: That's what lust is. It's like I am. So if I see a woman and it's like now. I want something from her that I should only want from my wife. Mm-hmm. That's the bad lust. Yeah. But I'm like, yo, that girl kills it. Hey, her quads are bigger than mine. Yeah. Or oh, <laughs> she's beautiful. Like mm-hmm. I can I can say those things and appreciate it and actually not want anything. Mm-hmm. And that's freedom. And I think that's what a lot of guys mm-hmm. don't experience. They don't yeah. experience that freedom. It's always and I think it comes from it comes from the fear I'm sorry <laughs> so many thoughts I'm So right? many thoughts. it comes from the fear of lusting because what while I was explaining to y'all earlier modesty for women is lust for men mm-hmm. I feel like where it's like the rules 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 for mm-hmm. women it's the rules 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 for guys mm-hmm. hey don't lust don't lust don't lust don't look at that woman don't mm-hmm. look at you know it's like okay don't look at her don't look at it's like oh did I find her attractive oh my gosh did I lust it's like wait no and a lot of times I would come home and I feel bad or whatever. And it's like, what is going on? But yeah. I would feel bad because of me. You know, I can tell you feel bad, but it's not your, it's not the Holy Spirit conviction. It's kind of yeah. your, kind of you, you. shame. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, what am I doing? Okay, Lord, what is happening? I don't want anything from that woman. Uh-huh. I don't want anything from these women. Uh-huh. Uh, what is that is that is that lust just finding them attractive it's like no that's not what you know okay so that's my go ahead i
2: love what you did was was twofold you you asked the lord like you went to him and you let him lead and direct the conversation you weren't trying to dig up like sin within yourself you were just saying holy spirit come search me like what's actually going on and i think that's so key like we can so easily get into these legalistic mindsets but when we take it to the Lord and we ask him to search us and know us Mm -hmm. and to lead us into holiness, you know, Mm -hmm. like that's a good place to be. And then also because we are in the covenant of marriage, I felt so honored and respected by you bringing me into the conversation. And from my perspective, like you being able to appreciate beauty that someone else possesses doesn't steal anything away from me as your wife. Like, I know that what we have is what we have, and we are building on our marriage, and we are growing in intimacy and all the things that come with that. But for you to appreciate the God-given beauty in another human being, I think to deny that would be denying part of the artist, the creator, and what he gifted in that other person. And I think part of that conversation stemmed from... Since we've had a baby, so many people mm. talk about how beautiful our baby is. And I'm biased. I know our baby's beautiful. <laughs> she is. But she... Like, oh. I mean, I posted...
1: a. Oh, no. It, happened? it looked like it just out randomly. Okay. Okay. There
2: we go. I posted her uh, four-month photo update. And on the comments, there were, like, six random boutiques that were like, we'd love to have your baby model. So I was like, oh, okay, maybe she is, like... Super beautiful. Like, super beautiful, you know? <laughs> it's that mixed
0: baby status. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but I think part of it, it's like, as if you, as her father, are not able to look at your daughter and say, my daughter is beautiful, what a shame that would be. Yeah. Because right. you played a significant role in creating her, you know what I mean? <laughs> I did. So, she gets 50% of her... Gen- I, anyways, I think, yeah, as a father to his daughter, like, there's nothing, like, sexual or inappropriate about... Mm-hmm being able to identify and appreciate what the yeah. Lord has put yeah. in this person. And.
0: Well, and I feel like, too, what you kind of touched on to me, I don't know, it was like pop rocks in my spirit when you said it, of like, lust is not the attraction. Lust is the desire. Mm-hmm. So, like, lust is not the fact that I can recognize someone's attractive. It's what I do with that, the desire that I allow that yeah. to take me into. Because, like, just like women have felt so much shame and oppression around being beautiful Hello, guys mm-hmm. were made visually stimulated by God. Like mm-hmm. God made them that way, knowing yeah. they're gonna be surrounded by beauty. So what s- were you doing, God? No. I know, right? Like, like the and and it's actually like to me, I appreciate it because like I don't have to do hardly anything, and my husband is like, "Hey, girl, I want you, baby." You know, <laughs> just because because he's he's mm-hmm. like he's turned mm-hmm. on by me and what yeah. I. But the beautiful thing is because he's shepherded his heart. He literally is, not that he's blind, I know he's a man, you know, but he's very, there have been times, like, when dress code is an issue at church or whatever, he's like, I don't get it, like, I really don't get it, mm. There, what's wrong? Like, he doesn't even see the problem, because he's just not looking for it, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because he has trained himself to see beauty in me, mm-hmm. and in me only, but it's not like he can't recognize beauty when it's around as mm-hmm. well, you know, and so... um, I feel like men probably need a little bit of the shame broken off of yeah. the fact that when they see a beautiful woman, that's not lust to recognize that she's beautiful.
1: Shame and fear. I think the fear of lusting beats up men far more than actual lust. Yeah. And it, and it, and it kind of was, this is a thing that I'm going to harp on, not on this episode, but like, mm-hmm. as I'm discipling people, as I'm fighting for people, because I realized the trap that I was in was the, I wasn't lusting. It was the fear of lust. Not saying no. that I've never lust. I'm saying like when I was struggling, like going to the gym, like I got this, I have a wife now and mm-hmm. what am I doing? It was the fear. It was literally mm-hmm. the, the fear of like, I don't want to lust because mm-hmm. I don't want to be unfaithful to my wife. or I don't want to be unfaithful to the God. Like I, I don't, I know this is probably not theologically correct, but I'm in double covenant, right? Mm-hmm. When I got saved, I became, I was in a covenant with the Lord Mm -hmm. and now I'm married. So I'm in a covenant with my wife. Mm -hmm. And so even if like, I, I, am double, I'm in double covenant now. I got two people where I'm like, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. so I'm like, I don't want to hurt these people in my life. Like I don't want to hurt God. I don't want to hurt my wife. And I, there's this fear. Like if I look at her, I don't want to, but I don't walk into a museum and look at that beautiful painting and say, I want to steal it.
0: Right,
1: <laughs> right. Like right. I don't want to. I don't. I don't say it. I want to steal it. So why does it? Like when I look at a beautiful woman, mm-hmm. the fear grips me of like, oh, I may, I may think something bad about her. The fear doesn't grip me that I may steal this. Oh no, right. I may steal. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. And so that's even, even then too. I'm sorry. Oh, okay.
0: So many thoughts. So many
1: thoughts. Okay. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. This is one. I've even struggled with mm-hmm. like. Even with us, it's just like okay, I can enjoy my wife. Mm-hmm. That that's been a thought that that over these past two years have been a struggle mm-hmm. because I'm so used to averting my gaze, or mm-hmm. I'm so used to like not thinking those thoughts. Whereas like, this is hard for me to think these thoughts about my wife. Mm-hmm. You know, like to actually want to like like I want to be with her, but to think mm-hmm. about wanting to be with her mm-hmm. is like
2: new territory. New territory like this is <laughs> yeah. okay. This is yeah. this is
1: okay. And so you have to learn the differences and I think it has like it it hampered me in in, in ways sometimes but I I think realizing this is fear mm-hmm. and this is not of God. God yeah. didn't give us the spirit of fear but of right. that of love, power and of a sound mind. Like mm-hmm. when you realize fear is there And you're like, all right, Lord, remove that from me. I can look my sisters in the eyes. I can enjoy. I can, like, other Christian sisters, I can say, hey, girl, what's going on? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, like, but before that, it's like men can't have Christian sisters now because it's like, yeah, what's up? Hey. How you right, doing? Right. I'm walking this way. Right. Don't want to look at you. You're too beautiful. Hey, right? right. how's it going?
2: Insert the side hug where the head is turned three. Six, right hey, <laughs> how <laughs> well, you doing?
0: Okay, so from a girl's perspective on that, I remember in Bible school being able to feel the difference between guys who were afraid of my beauty and guys who were comfortable with my beauty. Mm-hmm. Because, and you know what, the guys who were afraid of my beauty. They never said it, but like with their body language and like their, their short conversations or just that they were real guarded with me, it made me feel like something was wrong with me. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, what did I do wrong? Am I dirty? Like, am I, am I bad? Just because they were driven by fear of I'm afraid of your beauty. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Whereas then there were some guys who treated me with honor and treated me with respect. And I felt like I had freedom to be beautiful Mm -hmm. and it was safe.
1: How did Jesus have women in his ministry? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, mean, Mary
0: Magdalene was gorgeous. Like, right? yeah,
1: like she was and she wasn't just like in the ministry. She was within the core. She group. Was she wasn't disciple. like she wasn't the five thousand that was just following him from time to time. She was in the core group of people. Like, yeah. how how does how does Jesus if, if, if hanging out with beautiful women is bad? How does Jesus hang out with Mary Magdalene? How does He right. set her free? How does He look at the woman who were caught in adultery? Mm-hmm. And ah, the story is anyway caught in adultery, <laughs> so and Jesus and Jesus says, hey. You know, he who is sin cast the first stone. Like who? He who without sin cast the first stone. You know, like how does he set that woman free? How does he forgive her sins if he's looking away? Now I know Jesus is right. drawn on the ground, but he wasn't doing that to avert his gaze because right. he was afraid of lusting after her. Right, head of pure you know? heart. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like I, like there is at some point we have to remember that lust, that modesty isn't just about the 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 out, the physical things. Right, it's not just about looking at something, it's mm-hmm. about the desire.
0: Yeah, so good. Okay, so to summarize all of our talking, <laughs> to see someone who's attractive is not lust, right? To want and to allow your mind to go down the path that is unholy because of what you've seen is mm-hmm. where lust begins to take root and sin is born because yes. desire takes shape when sin is born, mm-hmm. right? Sin, sin takes shape when desire is born.
1: Yeah,
0: And so, yeah. um, yeah. yeah. So guys, God made you with eyes that work and are stimulated by what you see. Women, God made us with, we are stimulated by the emotional experience with a guy. So if you're a married woman and you have four male best friends, you're probably in some dangerous territory. Like, because what is visually stimulating for a guy is emotionally stimulating for a woman, and that's where the lines can get crossed. We'll have yeah. another episode about that with you. Lily. And I
1: think, <laughs> yeah, boundaries are great, but mm-hmm. boundaries are not supposed to like keep you out of trouble. You know, are they supposed to keep you out of trouble? But that's not, oh, man. They it's, don't
0: replace your heart in relationships. Exactly, with God.
1: right? They, they, they that's just the law. Help. That exactly. Yeah, I was reading uh, Tim Keller. Uh, has a book called jesus is king and we just talked he was just reading i was just reading about him and he was saying out in it's about the heart it's not mm. it's inward out like if god is gonna if we're gonna be different people if we're gonna be fixed from our sin issues if we're gonna get help if we're gonna be set free mm-hmm. it has to start in and then it goes out it can't yeah. start from the outward in mm-hmm. politics religion uh celebrity he like you he, he does these top three but he really focuses on religion how moralism is not you can't just do actions Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day why do I still want what I want even though I've changed my actions right God has to come in and change your heart yeah and so even if you're in a business of like where you're surrounded by all these males and you have to love these males like you're a CEO woman you're and you're killing this company, and you have work on the board with seven other dudes, and they're all attractive dudes. Can you still go home to your husband and your four kids? You know, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> can you still kill it in the office and kill it at home? Yeah. Like, Lord didn't make it one or the other. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. That's
0: so good. Okay, I do want to pull up though that scripture that you alluded to, excuse me, which um <clears throat> was about sin is conceived. Okay, James 1.15. There it is. It says, Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it's full grown, gives birth to death. Mm-hmm. So this is exactly what you're talking about, yeah. which is when after desire has conceived. So it's possible to see someone mm-hmm. and not desire them. Yeah. But when desire take root, takes root, then it says, it gives birth to sin. Yeah. And so when you entertain the desire that grows in your heart from looking at something for too long, then that's when sin is born and born in our hearts. And so the, the key there is to protect your heart from wrong desire. Yeah, And we do that by keeping our heart set on the Lord. Actually, I think gratitude,
2: gratitude. is a huge barrier yes. for
0: that. Because when we keep our heart set on gratitude and what God is doing, it doesn't leave our heart with this big gaping hole needing desire to be fulfilled because Mm -hmm. our desires are fulfilled because we're focused on what God has done, right?
1: Yep. And it's when he says when desire is conceived, right? Or what does he, what does it say? When
0: desire, yeah. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin.
1: Right. If you realize you have that desire, stop it. Yeah, you know, like stop it in his tracks. Mm -hmm. This is what's happening. Like it's not you're not. If that thought is there, stop it in its tracks. Say, Lord, you've made me for more than this, because He has. Mm -hmm. He's made you for more than just wanting a woman that you don't even know from, you know, from wherever, and you know, or even vice versa. Women for men. Like, stop those thoughts in the track and present it to the Lord. And that's and you're still okay. Yeah, (laughs) you know, like. It's about yeah. Anyway, the so verse that, is great.
0: That is great. So then, taking that back to way back to our original topic of modesty. modesty yes. Okay. So <laughs> it's amazing how far <laughs> off we can get, huh? So back to modesty. So ladies, really, this is why you're not not okay. This is why you're not responsible. Yes. For a man's lust, because you cannot control the desire in his heart. However, you do impact potentially what desire may be conceived. And so that's where we as women have to walk with wisdom Mm -hmm. and have to walk sensitive to the Holy Spirit. I think I shared it in one of the episodes about how I was getting dressed for church. Something I've worn to church before was not an issue. And then one Sunday, the Lord was like, eh. Yeah, let's not. And I I just realized I was like, you know, I don't know who's coming to church this morning. And it may be that that would be the one thing that would kick him into an old habit of pornography or something. Mm -hmm. Not my fault, but just I don't know what his triggers are. I don't know. You know what I mean? And so being sensitive to what the Holy Spirit is saying and what the Holy Spirit is asking is huge for doing our part to protect the other.
1: Something like that, like if you took that (laughs) and you're like that rule and you just made that a rule then it would make you walk on eggshells with everything. Mm -hmm. But because you took it in life with the Holy Spirit, you're living life with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So he said, hey, this Sunday, don't wear it. It didn't mean you couldn't wear that outfit ever again or anything like it. Mm -hmm. It's just like, hey, today, let's not wear that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, cool, bet. Yeah, It could have been that. It also could have been like, Hey, that's not going to be the greatest thing for you because it's going to pour today. Or, right. It could come with anything, but he's just like, hey, today, uh-huh. that's not. And you're living life. You've, you've probably worn that outfit after that. Right. It's just, I, I think that's what's the key. We have to live life with the Holy Spirit, with yeah. modesty. I think, like I said earlier, somebody could be wearing, like literally, my wife can be wearing sweatpants, and I'm like, dang girl shoot sweatpants and an oversized t-shirt i'm like okay girl i see you what (laughs) you know but it's because i'm attracted to her so Uh i think modesty has its place because Uh you want to protect what's valuable Mm -hmm. women you want to protect the parts of you you're all of you is valuable Mm -hmm. so you want to dress in a way that protects what you what you are you're valuable Mm -hmm. right but it don't think you're going to um Keep prevent your lust. prevent lust because no matter what you, uh, yeah, no matter what you wear, somebody can lust yeah. after you. <laughs>
0: no, you know what, and you know what, there was when I was in high school. I'll be very vague because I don't know who all listens to my episode. But uh, when I was in high school, I went to a couple of dances. And one year, I got asked to a couple of proms. And so I went to both of them with two different guys. And with one guy, we were really tight, best friends, whatever. He was a real pure-hearted guy. And I wore a dress that I would not wear now that was very (laughs) fitted, had a very low back and a very low front. And I looked kind of bombshell, not going to lie. But it was amazing to me that I could wear that with him. And I never felt uncomfortable. I felt like a queen. But then the other guy who'd asked me – I always felt uncomfortable, no matter what I wore. And mm-hmm. so I wore a dress that hung on me like a bag. Like, it was sparkly, so it was prom, but it it literally, it was up to my collarbone, and it was it was a bag, and I still, still felt not totally safe and appropriate. Mm-hmm. And it was like, how is it I could wear this dress and feel cool with that guy? and wear this dress and still not quite feel appropriate and it was because of I found out later the one guy had some struggles in the area with pornography and I could sense that I could feel that Mm -hmm. that presence of lust um, that he was wrestling with and um, and I say that with all grace I know it's a struggle and I know lots of guys that have struggled with that and it's a battle that's difficult but um, it just it was a revelation to me of how how my dress wasn't the determining factor in the climate between us. It right. was actually their heart that was the determining factor in that climate. And, um, so it was kind of eye-opening for me. Yep. But anyways, okay. I'm really, that was Jesus that I decided to record on here. Cause look, this thing keeps quitting. Oh, that's crazy. Clearly we've been talking for a long time. Okay. So, oh, we're good. Um, okay. So I think we've talked a lot on the topic, so I'm going to wrap this up. Okay. Um, but I appreciate you being honest and sharing your thoughts. I feel like we covered some really great territory of like, to kind of unfold even more that, ladies, you're not solely responsible for the yeah. lust in a man's heart. And men, it's okay to appreciate the beauty of a woman. Yes. Just tend to your heart and where that beauty takes you. Because yeah. that's what and they're responsible you, for. you
1: have to do it with everything greed is a thing yeah so if you're all about making money and making that money and that that's just as bad mm-hmm. <laughs> like if i'm just taking 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 i'm willing to cheat people out of anything greed you may not struggle with lust but if you struggle with greed that's just as bad it's true you know so it's just like we have to watch our hearts with with everything and that's why living life like like Lily said can I say this about the about the tights is that okay yeah go ahead. okay okay she's like she's like it's having a good friend who uh who is able to tell you if your tights are (laughs) see-through I feel like that's the holy spirit like he's able to tell you hey your heart is kind of not in the right place Uh right now and it's like okay cool how do I where do, I, where do I go? Or, hey, you're okay. Like, I've needed that sometime where I'm in the gym, and I'm like, man, I, this is, there in Planet Fitness, there is, this, there is a, a bench press, uh-huh. Smith machine, and then there's some seated things in front of you, and there's a mirror. And you can see where everybody is. Like, uh-huh. if they're not in front of you, they're in the mirror. And it's like, well, do I just lay here and rest like this? Or do I sit up and breathe? Uh-huh. And he's like, hey, you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I've needed those things too. Yeah. So I think living uh-huh. life with the Holy Spirit and being sensitive mm-hmm. to that is is huge.
0: And that is honestly, that's what makes the fullness of salvation more than just salvation. We get to walk this life with Holy Spirit. Yeah. And it needs to affect every area of our life from modesty to... You know, how do I get into this industry of health and fitness in a holy way? You know, yeah. or how do I do fashion in a holy way? You know, how do I get, and we, we can't live life without the Holy Spirit. And so do it. I love seeing it even in this. So, okay. <clears throat> life hack time.
1: Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> okay. So Lily's going to chime in on our life hacks as well. So I'm really thankful the Holy Spirit prompted me to record on my phone. Is it recording? It is still recording, yeah. You guys, literally I have my computer set up and we were recording on my computer. And I felt like Holy Spirit gave me the idea to record on both. And I'm so glad he did because my computer keeps pooping out. All right, so Lily, life hack us.
2: I made a list of my recent favorite life hacks. Yay! Lally comes in to save the day. Thank you, thank you. (laughs) For those of you who love the Enneagram, I am an Enneagram Type 4 with a 5 wing. So, lists and research are my jam as hobbies. She finds them beautiful. I do. I find (laughs) them so beautiful. Even more. More less than after
1: the research.
2: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, life hack number one I get compliments all the time on my liquid eyeliner Mm -hmm. and getting a really nice defined line and ladies i have to tell you the best and probably one of the cheapest is going to be your wet and wild mega liner eyeliner I felt
0: the holy spirit on that one yes
2: the brush tip is excellent and can i tell you it's less than four dollars yes. oh. put it in your h-e-b curbside list i promise you you're gonna Crazy. love it it lasts all Does
0: it, last? <laughs> it lasts all day long that's amazing you know wet and wild has been kicking it up that's my mm-hmm. favorite lipstick
2: Yay. The, baby's alive. the baby's awake. Can get
0: her.
2: My next life hack oh, actually has to do with the baby. So, if you are in the season of life where you have a little one that is getting into everything and maybe they're not quite super proficient crawlers, they're in that in between zone, buy an inflatable pool and put some toys in there and just stick them in there because. Yeah. It's like a little mini barrier that keeps them entertained without you, like, needing to totally baby-proof your house right off the bat.
0: And it looks like so much fun. It makes great pictures because it's colorful.
2: Yes. (laughs) Color. I love color.
0: Yes. (laughs) That's so great. What a great
2: idea. Okay. My last life hack for you. Oh, she
0: looks so sleepy. They have the prettiest baby. She's a mixed baby. She's Anthony is black and Lily is white with these big blue beautiful eyes and their baby got his curly hair and her blue eyes and she's gorgeous
2: she looks excited Hi, about happy girl. the very shiny microphone she does
0: <laughs> okay sorry go ahead i interrupted you
2: last life hack if you love flowers but don't want to make
1: a giant okay.
2: flower budget kroger's comes in clutch really? yes That's where I got my flowers. They're so pretty. They have a clearance bucket. It's (gasps) kind of tucked in the back corner of the floral department. Yeah. But that whole bouquet was $4.25.
0: No. I am so for real. Okay. I'm getting flowers.
2: Check it out. Kroger's, their floral department. It'll hook you up. Those are my life hacks.
0: Amazing. Those are great life hacks. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Well, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode. and. If you guys listened, or when you guys listened, because obviously if you're hearing this, you listened. Uh, when y'all listen, make sure you take a screenshot of yourself listening and post it on your stories and tag me so that I can reshare it. And I wish y'all could see this baby's face right now. She's so precious. Anthony, thank you for being the brave soul to speak on behalf of the guys.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: It was so good. Oh, and Anthony is working on his own podcast. Have you named it?
1: Yes. Uh, It's called AGH Podcast. It stands for Awkward, Genuine, and Honest. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I just... We're going to the, the thought about behind the podcast is we're going to talk about the world around us and not be afraid to get a little awkward, mm-hmm. be genuine and be honest. And That's so, so good. Yeah. That's so
0: good. So now you were going to do a sports podcast. What happened
1: to that? I am doing also a sports <laughs> podcast. Uh, so the so the AGH came after I felt like a lot of responsibility uh, after the killing of George Floyd and things mm-hmm. like. So this is kind of my own thing uh but the sports podcast we're doing with my it's called uh calling all fans mm-hmm. uh and we it's just me and my buddy we're going to talk about sports sports is kind of starting to hype back up they're yeah. trying to figure out how to do things during the pandemic and so uh-huh. we're, we're we're we've been working at the kinks of having a two-party he lives in huntsville i live in beaumont mm-hmm. which we're just trying to figure out how to make it work but it's been working and so we're going to get a live episode real soon so okay. it's gonna be fun
0: so do you have a projected date for them to be live
1: uh yes, so I want uh not a predicted date, but in September for the AGH podcast, okay. I really want to release uh the episodes in September. Uh, and for the sports, um, we were going to start with the Olympics, and the Olympics oh, got canceled. Thank you. Uh, First time uh, in history, people. Oh man, I love the Olympics. Oh. Anyway, uh, so we're going to we want to start the NBA playoffs is going to start uh in about a week or so and so I would really love for that to start uh with the NBA playoffs and oh, so yes
0: that'd be good okay so watch for it AGH
1: and calling all fans and
0: calling all fans with Anthony I almost called you Anthony Fields you're not Anthony Fields <laughs> Anthony, Taylor. Anthony Taylor Anthony Taylor all right you guys thanks for tuning in again share this with friends Feel free to um, tag me if you post anything on social media. And otherwise, we will catch you next week. This was our final episode on Hot and Holy, The Guy's Perspective. Thanks for tuning in. Say say bye, Grace. Say bye. Nope, just going to stare. Okay. All right, bye, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. For those of you who've rated or shared this podcast on social media, thank you. Reading your comments and reviews always means so much to me. Listen, let's stay connected. Come follow me on Instagram at Java with Jen, where you can follow the latest and say, hey, it's a really great way to stay in touch. Many of you have also asked how you can support the show. You can make donations through the Anchor app or on Patreon, or of course, by sharing, rating and reviewing on social media and iTunes as well. Thank you to each of you for your ongoing support. Your heartfelt feedback always reminds me why I do this. Until next time, remember, you've got this and God's got you.